welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely awesome day today. Other news as far as it's been going on now with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, I told you guys yesterday, it appears now attorney Lynn Wood has now said yesterday he's going to represent Kyle for free at no charge in order to try to get these unbelievably ridiculous charges of first-degree murder dropped on the 17-year-old that was defending himself with an AR-15. And a lot of people have been just absolutely hounding this kid on social media. I watched some of this stuff last night discussing the fact that he illegally drove into uh, Wisconsin with a firearm. Uh, first off, let me clarify this, because this is a lot of people have been saying this. There's nothing illegal about driving into another state with a firearm in your vehicle unless that state is an extreme communist gun-hating state like New York or California, and you're driving in a firearm that is banned, such as a semi-automatic AR-15. Wisconsin is not that. I actually looked up a lot of the laws in Wisconsin last night, and Wisconsin's a very, very gun-friendly state. There's nothing illegal about driving into Wisconsin with a firearm. The only thing that it does appear that he may have broken is in the state of Wisconsin, if you're under 18 years old in possession of a long rifle without supervision. It is a class A misdemeanor. So that being said, this whole fake news, what they're trying to say, he illegally drove here with a firearm. He illegally did this. The only thing he did as far as brandishing a weapon in Wisconsin under the age of 18, because you can actually open carry in the state of Wisconsin without a license. Just to clarify that as well, his age will be the only factor and so here's the kicker. If they try to charge him as an adult because he's almost 18, then those charges against him via being 18 or 17 minor with a firearm will not be valid. If they try to charge him as a minor carrying a firearm, to try to charge him with carrying a firearm as a minor, then that may stick, but then he's going to be tried as a minor. So I really hope that Attorney Lynn Wood We'll take care of this kid on here, and justice will be served on it, and we will continue to see what's going on. But also, too, in other news, this is interesting, is apparently law enforcement has had enough after this in uh, Wisconsin. Kenoshaw, Wisconsin. Now, they've arrested nine individuals on Wednesday night on charges of disorderly conduct after they stopped several suspicious vehicles with out-of-plate tags. This is exactly what I've been talking about, guys, for the last couple months. Who is funding these groups? Who is feeding these groups? And who is arming these groups? We now know the three individuals that Kyle shot. One was a registered sex offender, arrested numerous times. The other one was also a felon that had been arrested numerous times for aggravated, aggravated battery on a female. And the third one was also a convicted felon. Not sure what he was charged with, but he was in possession of a firearm when he drew it on Kyle while Kyle was on the ground. So you have three individuals that are all convicted felons running around a city with a mother mob group. Where are they getting this equipment? Where are they getting these, gu these guns, these fireworks, these gas masks? Well, we're starting to find out now is an individual called in saying that there was a school bus, a bread truck, and a minivan driving around Kenoshaw, Wisconsin, looking very, very suspicious. So law enforcement basically began to do a put a surveillance team on them 
They all had out-of-state tags. The officers followed them to a gas station. They observed occupants of the bus and bread truck basically exit the vehicles and start filling up numerous gas cans and putting them in the bus and the bread truck. They basically then pulled the vehicle over for suspicious behavior and asked the people to get out of the vehicle. And apparently once they did, they found a barrage of different things, including ballistic helmets, gas masks, body armor, fireworks that basically were put together in the form of IEDs, controlled substances as well. So this is one of those things people go, how are these people getting fed? How are these people doing this? These groups right here literally riding around in convoys to the cities. Because you ask yourself the next question. It's any question you have to ask a standing army. How do you get food and supplies to the army? Food isn't free, so you have to bust it in. The next question is, who is funding these individuals in the school bus, the bread truck, in the minivan from out of state, driving around with all this equipment, food, and money for fuel to help all these rioters out? That's where they need to run up the food chain, because we really have to be vigilant right now as far as I encourage all the law enforcement. Be aware of what's going on right now. Be very, very active in trying to figure out where this is coming down. From the top down, I just got a phone call early this morning where my good friends I grew up with, he lives in Lakeland, used to work out with him all the time. Uh, basically, he's my age. He had a crackhead wreck his vehicle into his front yard this morning, and the, the tweaker broke into his house, busted in his front door, and uh, he shot him shot him and killed him and uh, basically shot him twice he ran out the front door jumped on another car law enforcement basically arrived on the scene and uh, apprehended him apparently he died at the hospital and uh, sheriff grady judd came out there our sheriff and he talked to him and he said hey man he goes listen i listened to the 911 call he goes once they break into your house this is fair game man he goes you're, you're fine he goes we're investigate this make sure everything's good he goes but I heard the 911 call. We're looking at the scene here. The guy literally ran through your front door, and a uh, guy screaming and yelling in his house. And my buddy's like, dude, you need to get out now, which he said he gave him more warning than he even should have. And uh, God picked up a table and threw it at him, and that was the end of the story. And the reason why I'm telling you guys this is because it doesn't matter where you are. This is out on basically Old Polk City Road in a very nice area of Lakeland, North Lakeland. This isn't like this was in the middle of some, you know, very, very bad, horrible area. And so that's why I tell everybody, make sure you're prepared all the time. Because most of the time when these things happen, you are not sitting there waiting for them. They wake you up in the middle of the night. It happens in the middle of a parking lot. It happens when you're holding groceries. It's not going to happen when you expect it to happen. And so I'm thankful and he's blessed that no one was injured. His family's safe. His son was safe. But again, these things happen on a regular basis and they're happening more frequent even in our area because people are becoming more desperate, more aggressive, and in some cases more drugged out because they have nothing else to do. And when people are desperate and they have nothing else to do, they turn to substances they should never be on. As sad as that is, it happens. So, again, I encourage everybody, 
stay prepared, stay armed, and stay ready, because this is literally just the beginning of the iceberg. Once this entire economic situation continues to degrade further and further, it's going to get worse. And that's why I've told everybody, make sure you have some food on hand as well. That's why we have this buckets, the organic food buckets on pre-sale right now. We have one first batch came in, another batch is coming in. I'm doing my best to make sure all my friends and family and everybody I know has some food, because if you have food and you're self-sufficient, you're going to be a lot better off when stuff starts going sideways, because it isn't going to be like people think it's going to be, like I just said. Talk to anybody that's lived in a fallen regime or a third world country or Venezuela. It's not something anybody wanted, nor they expected it to go to that extent. So be prepared and be ready under all circumstances, Deb. You know, Austin, a lot of this is because of the economic stimulus that have been pushed through as far as the payroll protection plans and also the money that people are being given for not working. I spoke to a man last night. Uh, he has multiple restaurants here in town. He's having to work 80-hour work weeks because he can't get help because everybody's making six, seven, eight hundred dollars a week not working. Now they've reduced that from six hundred to four hundred, but they're still getting their three hundred a month, or still only three hundred a week from the state unemployment. And what happens is you have these people getting idle. They have all this money for drugs, and they're buying all of this meth, all this cocaine, all everything, which is drugs, and because they have nothing else to do. So now they're going around getting stoned, driving around, and driving into people's front yards, breaking into their houses. Now, let me ask you a question now. It's going to sound kind of weird, but I'm asking it anyhow. Was the guy Hispanic, black, white, Chinese, Russian? What was he, the guy, the tweaker, did your friend tell you? He basically told me that he was a white male, large male, about okay. six foot, 280 pounds, uh, pretty much unresponsive to any commands, and was in his boxers. Okay, okay. now good. Now, this, now this, this is why I asked that question. The media probably won't even carry this nationally because the man broke into the guy's house. He was white. The white guy shot him. The white guy died. And now there won't be any response from the media from a national standpoint because it doesn't rape bait. That's why I asked that question. Now, I didn't even know about the story until right now. Now, here's why I'm saying that. You know, several years ago, back in 2016, five men who were black broke into a woman's house up in Georgia, southwest of Atlanta. She's 83 years old. She had a blueberry farm. Apparently, her son owned the, owed these men money. They wanted the money. He wasn't there. They questioned her. She didn't know where he was. She didn't know where the money was. They broke her arms. They broke her legs. They caught. They, they poured lighter fluid on him and lit her up on fire. Right. She had like a respirator breather that had water in it. She poured the water on herself with her broken limbs, called the hospital. She died a few days later. Now, all of these guys are being put in prison now. You think, well, that's awful. Why would you say that this morning? Well, they're finally doing the final sentencing on these guys, and they're going to jail the rest of these guys for 20 years to life. Now, why am I saying this? Because the media now, especially with the alt media, is coming in, and not that these people aren't demons, but they're inflaming the situation. Let me give you a perfect example. One of the top headlines says, five black demons murder white great-grandmother, breaking both of her arms, and then they set her on fire. All right? Now, I'm not saying they weren't demons, and I'm not saying that they're not black. I'm just saying that right now, we have to be very careful on what we do as far as the media. And I'm going to play something for you, because I spoke last night to my black friend. up. And the reason I say he's my black friend, I want you guys to know his race. And I know that sounds odd, doesn't it? But I want you to know that, because 
you know, we have to understand that this thing is affecting everybody and we all have to wake up. Now, I sent him this information about this this morning. And then another article just came out. South Carolina college student stepfather fatally shot in head on front lawn over fender bender reports. And it was by another black guy. And, of course, this makes national news again. So we have to understand what's going on with the national news and why these guys are doing this. Here's the recording that I played for, that I gave to my friend this morning. What's happening now, Bert, is the media is glamorizing this crazy crap. You know, we've got all of these blacks killing these whites, whites killing these blacks, and they're turning it all into race-baited hate. What it is are really bad people, both black and white, doing really bad things. And it's not race-specific, and that's the problem we're having here. You know, they're trying to make it so it's a black and white hate crime or a white on black hate crime, and it's not. It's just a bunch of low life people doing low life things. And they've always done that. The media now is glamorizing because it gets more clickbait and they get more advertising revenue. This is why they're doing this. I mean, we're always going to have idiots and bad people. It doesn't matter what color their skin is who do bad things. And the problem is now they're getting their one moment of fame and claim because they get to be in the media and everybody can say, oh, I know who you are. You shot so-and-so. Or I know who you are. You kicked so-and-so. And so it's like they're actually perpetuating it. They're giving everybody their, their 15 minutes of fame, and these people are willing to destroy their entire life for that notoriety and recognition because social media has programmed them that they need to get more clicks, more likes, more followers, more everything else. This is insanity. And it's all being done to divide the country. It's, remember, the media is controlled and owned by seven corporations, which are all controlled and owned either through BlackRock or directly through Rothschild Investment Houses. This is the group that owns everything and is promoting all of this. I'm going to cover the stuff on the show today. I'm sitting over the stuff, Bird. So now that, that was my comment this morning. So I've been dealing with this all morning. And I just find out with Austin that we have another person getting shot in Lakeland. This is what's happening right now in our country. It's the most divided point I've ever seen in the United States. I have another friend of mine, Herman. He's 83, 84 years old. He's been in media. He's still got his own TV show. I've been on a show many, many times. It's a national show. He called me up this morning. He didn't call me. He texted me this morning. And I texted him back. I said, look, at this point, I'm starting to wish I had been born in 1886. <laughs> and you guys are, what in the world for? Because we would have, at that point, seen... The United States before the Federal Reserve, before the federal income tax, and while we still had nationalism of the country and people were still proud to be an American, and then I'd been gone and dead before all this junk happened. You say, well, that sounds awful, Ted. Well, no, I'm just telling you guys, when you watch this stuff happening and happening in slow-mo like we are, and you actually see these people forcing the end time, book of the revelation, book of the tribulation, book of all the stuff to open, or they're trying to, to rebuild a third temple to bring in their Antichrist, and you understand that it's always the same guys. If you dig under any rock, you're going to find an international banker, Kabbalist, Luciferian, Masonic Lodge person at the bottom of the hole. Because this is what these guys do. And we have to understand that. And now, the, the, the Financial Times this morning, they posted an article, and they actually said it's free to read. And they say, why is the anti-vaxxer movement growing during a pandemic? U.S. concerns that Trump will rush to approve a vaccine before elections playing into wider safety fears. 
Breen McVeigh insists that she is not an anti-vaxxer, not at all. She's up to date with her own immunizations and had her son vaccinated when he was a child. But she fears the development of vaccine for coronavirus is being dangerously rushed in part to improve Donald Trump's prospects ahead of the presidential election in November. This situation is different because of the politics that have been injected into the process and the speed at which they're developing the vaccine. Now, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys read this. I'm going to post it on the Health Masters news site. But I'm going to say one other thing. Here's the reason. Here's the real reason. Now, there, there may be some politics involved. Now, that's a fact. But here's the main reason. Tens of thousands of children, if not hundreds of thousands of children unreported, if not millions of children unreported, have lowered IQ scores, have learning disabilities. Around 35% of children now in the United States are being diagnosed you know, one in, one in 35. One in 35 are being diagnosed with some type of learning disability. In some classrooms, there's more children taking Ritalin and Adderall being diagnosed with learning disabilities than there are children who are not. Okay? So what's happened here in the last 30 years is all these parents from all these brain-damaged children have got enough, and they're really pissed off. And they're out there doing groups. They're in town hall meetings. They're screaming and yelling. Heck, I wrote a book on this. Maximum Solutions to ADD, Autism, and Learning Disabilities 20 years ago. It was published by a major publishing house, Nelson. And see, we need to under, or maybe it's, maybe it's Strang Communications, I can't remember anymore. But it was, I think it was Strang. But the reality is, is that we basically have gotten ourselves into a situation where, you know, people are waking up about the dangers of vaccines. And we're seeing that the children who are not vaccinated are smarter. They're sharper. They have better mental acuity. They have higher IQ scores. They have better test scores. And everybody's looking back and going, wait a minute, I believe the lie. Now, back in the 80s and the 90s, when I used to talk about the top 10 foods never to eat, to huge seminars back in the 90s, Austin remembers just walking out on a platform with me with 40,000 people in attendance, and I'd be following a president. Here's what I talked about. The dangers associated with the petrochemical industry and the foods and the combinations of foods and the chemicals being put into our food supply that were poisoning the populations of the planet. Now, I was eventually kind of drummed off the international media programs because they were bought up by the Rothschild banking cartel through their investment houses. And I was told I couldn't discuss that anymore. But the one thing that I was never allowed to discuss without getting massive blowback on all the radio, I did like over, I did thousands of radio, TV talk shows independently with different different groups. The one thing I was never allowed to talk about were vaccines. Whenever I brought vaccines up, all hell would break loose. I mean, it would be unbelievable. You could come back on again, all hell broke loose. You can never discuss vaccinations again on our show because we can't deal with the blowback from this. Our switchboard lit up and it never turned off for days on end. My staff is unbelievably mad that this happened and that they can't get their work done because everybody wants to argue about what you said about vaccines. Now, you have to understand, we've been brainwashed. I was trained at Florida State University on how great vaccines were. Medical doctors are trained on how great vaccines are. And we have to understand that we have an entire paradigm shift that has been forced on us by the mothers who are raising HE double sticks because their children are brain damaged. And now they're having to take care of these children for the rest of their lives with no government aid in many cases. It's almost impossible to get country, you know, get money from the vaccine court that has paid out almost $5 billion. That's how big this is, guys. And so this is the real reason, Mr. Financial Times, or whoever wrote this article, 
that we have had enough and we all don't want this anymore. There are enough of us who remember what happened with the swine flu vaccination and we don't want to deal with this stuff again. And now we have Donald Trump with his military and other forces, whatever the heck that's supposed to mean, coming to our homes to be doing forced vaccinations. Now I can tell you this. He won't do this before the election. He won't come in and do forced vaccines before the election. Now, why is that? Why will Donald Trump not do forced vaccines before the election? Well, it's very simple. He doesn't want the blowback that's going to occur in the event these forced vaccines start killing people before the election. There you go. But he can do it after the election because he can't be basically taken out of office. He can't be running for office again. So he can do whatever he wants to do about these vaccines after the election. But he can say, I have these vaccines ready to go. They'll be ready to go by December 1st, by end of October, end of November. You will be distributing these, all this other stuff. No, guys, this is a psychological operation being done to you by the international banking cartels. They want to put a slave tracker in you. They want to chip you. They're going to do it with the vaccines. They want to change your DNA. They're going to do it with an RNA vaccine. They want to make you subservient to the state. They literally want to control every thought, every word that you say. And how they're going to be on display and used. All of this stuff, again, is being done to take us back to Genesis chapter 6. I've told you this stuff repeatedly. Jesus told us this was going to happen. And we have to understand that in every single way, we have to resist the tyranny that is upon us. I commend Austin's friend for defending his home and his life when this tweaker came in and decided he was going to go in and do bodily harm or damage to this individual and refuse to listen, refuse to get out of this man's house. That's why I love Grady Judd. He comes over there and talks to the guy and goes, well, you know, we're not going to charge you for this. You people come in your home, you have a right to defend yourself. Guys, Austin's 100% right. Make sure you have a gun close. Make sure it's away from where children can reach it. Make sure it's locked in a case or whatever you need to do with it so you get to it quickly, but little kids can't find it. That's really important. If you got little kids running around, put it up on a 10-foot or 8-foot thing where you can reach up and grab it. Whatever you need to do, make it happen, but keep it away from children. But be ready. Be ready all of the time to defend you, your wife, your children, and your home. Because, guys, think about this. You know, Austin and I have been doing this show now for many, many years. And this morning, one of his friends has to kill a man who's on drugs in his home. Think about that. The odds of that happening with you guys knowing us. And, guys, it's so important to remember that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That he's given us a preparedness mindset. And we always have to be willing and ready and able to do what we need to do based upon all the knowledge that we have. Austin, what do you think? Well, that's really well said. I mean, that's what we see happening here. And this isn't, and, you know, that's why I've told so many people that are big Trump supporters. I'm like, that's fine. You know I mean? Everybody's got the right to their own opinion. You can have your own opinion. One thing that's undisputed, though, is the fact that this is not going to change because Trump gets reelected. That's what everybody really needs to understand through their head. None of this is going to stop suddenly on November 5th when Trump gets back in office. 
it's going to aggressively accelerate. And so you have to be ready at all times. And back to what you're saying with the, the vaccines, this is why I've continually told everybody, do your own research on this. And it's exactly why now the Financial Times, the Financial Times is having to put out an article to try to do damage control. And it's actually a free article, which if you guys know the Financial Times online, you have to pay. You got to pay to basically read the Financial Times. Well, they don't exactly want right. people have to pay for this. They want free because they want to do as much propaganda as they can. There's this is not the first article I've seen from this uh, from mul- multiple agencies, multiple corporations, multiple news agencies have been putting stuff that, like out like this for months. I've repeatedly said, if you guys have listened to my show for the last six months, they're constantly coming out with another article demonizing people that even ask questions. That's my biggest thing about this. Like on this article, they're anti-vaxxing movement. I mean, that's what it says here. I mean, that's the title of the article. Why is the anti-vaxxer movement growing during a pandemic? Think about that. Think about that title for a second. Why is the anti-vaxxer movement growing during a pandemic? A proper title, even if they wanted to put out this article, this this just fluff to try to spook people and confuse people, they would have said, why are more people questioning very dangerous vaccines with very little testing that has been done on them, such as the COVID-19 vaccine? Why are more and more people questioning this vaccine? That would have been a more appropriate answer, even if you're going to put out propaganda. But, of course, that doesn't go along with the narrative. They want to use constantly the anti-vaxxer term. The anti-vaxxer term now is almost synonymous with the conspiracy theorist term back in the 90s, basically the CIA coined. They go and put for terms out like this, and they constantly, every single article I've seen discussing vaccines, they use the anti-vaxxer term at least three times that I have found, at least three times, if not more. Anti-vaxxer, 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 anti-vaxxer. Well, here's what they do. They couple anybody that even questions COVID-19 vaccine now, the fact that it's been tested for like eight months, and it's going to be rolled out in mass, and they're trying to mandate it in some states, including Virginia, And if you question it, if you even question this vaccine, you're automatically an anti-vaxxer. Bam. Which means you're de facto conspiracy theorist, which, boom, means you're a de facto racist neo-Nazi. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just asking a question about the COVID-19 vaccine. Nope, you're an anti-vaxxer. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're a racist. You can't, your kind's not welcome here. You're like... But I just asked you if you really think the COVID-19 RNA vaccine that's never been used in large form before and never been approved by the FDA is actually going to be safe for human consumption of 7 billion people. No, you can't ask that question, peasant. And this goes back to exactly what we've talked about before with the aspect of you are not allowed to have opinion. You are not allowed to ask questions. The only thing you're allowed to do, according to these international bankers that control everything from the top down like puppeteers is do exactly what you're told to do. This is why they're pushing so hard for the cashless society. In my opinion, this COVID pandemic has been one of the main pretexts and one tool to get people more on board. They said credit card usage is through the roof like never before in the United States. Now we have this coin shortage, which is complete and total horse manure. The reason why we're having coin shortages is because the Treasury is not allowed to put any more coins out. A, because they're telling them they do not want them putting coins out because the Fed controls them. B, because the metal isn't there. They're running out of sources and material. 
Remember, the silver and the gold and the platinum are all in very, very short supply comparative of what's sold on paper and contracts. And it's so funny. I've had so many people, I've seen it online, and oh my gosh, it makes me laugh. They're like, no, 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 you don't understand. The Treasury's now under control of Donald Trump. The Fed's under control of Donald Trump now. The Fed can't do anything. Donald Trump's going to take over the Fed now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, please stop talking. You just sound so ignorant. The Federal Reserve is an independent banking cartel. They are not ever going to be under control of anything other than their own banking community. This whole aspect of people coming up with these erroneous Q quotes where they say these things are going to happen. You notice now hardly anything that Q said was going to happen has happened. Like, almost nothing? Does that give you an idea there that the whole thing was complete and total sham in order to keep the patriot community in this entire country subdued and submissive because we thought there was this great unseen hand doing good for America? I mean, come on now, guys. I mean, even if you were a Q supporter, really? I mean, I've had arguments with them now, and even a lot of Q supporters are like, well, I don't really know what's going on anymore, man. Nothing's really happening. I said, man, nothing's happening. You kidding me? Because nothing was going to happen. It was complete and total CIA mind blank. I mean, that's all it was. They, they, they basically took everybody's brains and scrambled them and tried to tell everybody that something was going to happen so nobody would stand up and resist. And it was incredibly effective. Everybody saw back and said, trust the plan. Q's in control. Don't worry about it. Everything's going on behind the scenes. It's all going to happen. You know, we have 480 million sealed indictments now in the United States. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. And, but it was, it was some insane number now, 150, 200,000 sealed indictments. And I'm like, um, no, that's, that's literally physically not possible for the judicial system to handle it can't happen. What do, you, what, what do you think? All those sealed indictments, when they hit the floor, even if they did, what do you think? Not every single person that gets indicted is going to lawyer up? Okay, so what, we're going to have continuances upon continuances for the next 80 years in the court system? Oh, it's going to do a whole lot of something. Give me a break, guys. Wake up and see what's going on. Now we have this giant tech firm, Pop ID that has just come out now and said they are here to help dozens of retailers and restaurants establish safe COVID guidelines for the nation's first face pay network. The company's pop pay facial recognition device allows contactless, hand-free payments at any kiosk, drive through counter, table side, or checkout desk. Or a handheld device. Ooh, handheld device. Doesn't that sound interesting? Pop ID system recognizes the customer's face, and it draws funds from their account and sends a text message to confirm their payment. With the way COVID's changing the way many companies do business, Pop ID pointed to a system as ways for customers to make purchases without ever needing to contact employees or touch a single device. The demonstration video provided by Pop ID even shows a customer wearing a mask using the system successfully. Did you just hear what I said, folks? The facial recognition system is opt-in only right now, meaning it doesn't read people's faces that have not been added to the system. Bop ID accounts can also tie into business loyalty programs and track credit scores for purchases. Are you kidding me right now? They are now saying that this is rolling out in major businesses over the coming months. And to add the icing on the 
top and put the cherry on top of that, the device is also equipped with a thermal temperature screening that can read your forehead to tell your temperature as a health safety measure. This was on Fox News, Fox 5 out of New York. The article basically where this group is coming out of is from Pasadena, California. Guys, I don't think it can be any more clear where this is rolling as far as the mark of the beast and not being able to buy or sell without a mark on you. They're now saying this is going to be a full facial recognition software program that you'll be tied into, that you do not have to touch a single thing. You can even wear a covering over your face, meaning this is a... advanced facial recognition software. It can scan your face and deduct the money right from your credit card without you having to touch a single thing. Oh, and just to make sure everybody's safe, we're going to scan your face along with your forehead to make sure your temperature is okay for you to be in the building. Guys, do I have to slap you in the face with it metaphorically? I mean, really? Is that where we're going now? Pop ID rolling out full facial recognition software to scan and charge your account while scanning your forehead for your temperature? Guys, this, I mean, it says it in Revelations. Mark on your forehead or your wrist. They're scanning your face and scanning your forehead for your temperature so they can charge your account. Now, is this something that's going to come out next week and is going to completely and totally change every single business and everybody's going to go on to it? Absolutely not. No, I'm not trying to punch some, oh my gosh, the world's ending today. I'm not, I've never pushed that. What I am saying this is, in the next couple years, this is going to roll out full force. And this is probably going to go to every major globalist-controlled retailer in the entire country. I am telling you that. As an option. As an option. And then it will slowly trickle down to where when credit card uses go to a certain percentage on an algorithm, they'll slowly start removing those. And here's what they'll do next. This is what they're probably going to do. So I had somebody tell me this in basically the IT community. Credit card charges, remember, because you have the Visa swipe, you have MasterCard. Anytime you swipe your card or do a chip, Visa card basically gets a percentage from that meaning credit card fees. We know it here at HealthMaster. We do the same thing. We pay you know, almost over 3% in most cases just for somebody to use a credit card online. 3%. So if you spend $100 on our products, $3 automatically disappears. goes right to a credit card terminal. Bam. Well, now what they're going to say is, oh, well, guess what? The Pop ID system is so safe, so fail-proof, so effective and so efficient that we won't have to necessarily do a high rate on here. But because credit cards are so dangerous now for fraud and credit cards are so dirty and people touch them, we're going to have to raise the rates on them. So when you use a credit card, it's going to be a 5 6 7% transaction fee, which the credit card company is probably going to pass on to you, the terminal company. So they're going to say, listen, if you want to save some money, we'll do the scan ID. Everybody loves points. Everybody loves cash back. Because it's cheaper now, if you do the scan ID, this pop ID, system will give you like 3% cash back. Oh, 3% cash back. So if you spend $100, we'll give you $3 back right off the rip for using the system because it's so safe. But if you use those old, dirty, nasty credit cards, you know, we're going to have to charge like a 5 or 6% transaction fee on them, and the consumer's going to have to use those now. They've already done this with a lot of transaction fees. It's basically called a consumer transaction fee or consumer tax. It's listed different ways, but what it does is a lot of times businesses have already started doing this. They pass the 
credit card terminal fee onto the customer. And so if they spend $100, they get a 2 or $3 fee on the card. This is done in a lot of restaurants now, especially in a lot of very liberal cities and areas that basically are already hemorrhaging cash flow. They've already started doing this. I actually had a credit card processing agency come to me and tell me, they said, hey, we know, we see what your fees are. We see how much you pay every single month in fees. How about we tell you, you don't ever have to pay another single fee again, and we will give you a small kickback. So we'll actually give you cash back at the end of the year. So if you had a 3% credit card transaction fee, we'll erase that. It'll go right to the customer, and we'll give you a half a percent back every end of the month. And I'm like... How does that work? They said, well, the the customer is going to be charged with it when they go to checkout. They'll see a little fee at the end of it. So they spend $100. They'll have, you know, a 3 or 3.5% transaction fee that they eat. So instead of $100, it'll be $103.50. And I said, well, my customers don't want to pay that, guys. I've, I've got a really good Health Masters family customer base. I'm not trying to tax them like that. I said, I already eat a huge amount of my shipping, you know, to try to make sure my customers don't have to absorb that. And they said, yeah, I know. They said, but it's real small. It's just a couple percent. They won't mind. They'll get over it. I said, they're like, it'll save you a lot of money. I said, it'll save me a lot of money. I said, and the customer will have to pay for it. I said, but, you know, I don't really feel like that's right for my customer to do that. I don't want to take advantage of my customers. And they're like, you're not taking advantage of it. You're just making them pay the credit card fee. And I thought about it. I really did. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I thought about it. I said, wow, that would really save us a lot of money at the end of the year as far as all these credit card fees. And I told them, I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to pass on this right now. I said, I don't feel like my health master's customers really need to be subjected to this. I said, if something happens and the fees get more and more egregious and we can't absorb them from a financial standpoint, I may have to do a partial on it. I said, but right now, I don't feel like it's right to do that to my customers, especially in the middle of everything going on right now. And the guy said, okay, fine. And that was the end of it. And so I already know how this works on the back end, guys, lest you believe I'm not speaking from experience. This is where it's going to go with the facial recognition systems. There's going to be merits, there's going to be incentives, and there's basically going to be you know, uh, transactions, and there's going to be different exactly aspects right. of it that are going to take from you. This is what's really going on now, Dad, and nobody wants to talk about it. No, it's implementation of the Chinese credit score. That's what they're doing. All of this is used for that. All of this, let no disaster go to waste. From what started off as a real virus out of Wuhan that really wiped out a lot of people in China. I have a friend who was there who saw it, that came over here almost immediately mutated within six to eight weeks and then started backing down, which that's what I told you guys in March. I said, okay, this thing seems to have lost its you know, ability to do anything to people anymore, but they can't stop it because it got going. The World Bank went all in. Our government, including Donald Trump, went all in. And now we're having massive surveillance, massive everything. Think about this for the second, the COVID. This COVID has been a complete and total landslide victory. Big pharma, big surveillance, big banks, central bank, Rothschilds, State Department. Everybody's winning off of this because it's causing further enslavement and further control of the population. That's what they want. Chinese social credit score. Hey, you know, you're not a good boy. You can't fly anymore. You're not a good boy. You can't, you can't get on the bus. Delta just whacked out a couple thousand more people, told them they were on the do not fly list with Delta because they were unwilling to wear their mask properly or to wear their mask right or even to wear a mask on the plane. And they're saying, no more plane for you, peasant. Yeah, that's, that's where we are right now, guys. And this is going to be a draconian implementation of all of these controls. 
This is exactly what the Bible said was going to happen. And these guys are doing it. Chuck Baldwin came out with a really good article this week. I'm going to read you part of it on what's really going on with COVID and these different vaccine companies. I'll read you some of it. It goes, six out of eight corporations shown in the table in the Forbes article are Western pharmaceutical giants. They're being used for the vaccine production. They include Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, Moderna, GSX, AstraZeneca, and Novax. Four of the six are convicted, not accused or suspected of, but convicted of criminally ranging from falsifying research, the bribing of doctors, regulators, legislatures, and even law enforcement officials to the marketing of drugs to children for conditions not approved by the regulations and false advertising. These are convicted, by the way. These are charges they were convicted for, just to mention a few. One company is accused of recently manipulating the stock market as part of its inclusion in Operation Warp Speed. The last company simply, this last company simply takes U.S. government money by the billions and produces nothing. That's Novavax. I mean, unbelievable. A normal person would not likely trust a convicted criminal recently released from prison, walking up to their front door and injecting an unknown substance into their body claiming it protects them from some sort of disease. But yet we're being asked to do this. This is the problem that we found ourselves in. In other words, these organizations and corporations are being bribed by the federal government with billions of taxpayer dollars or basically Fed-created borrowed monies to push the COVID narrative. This is why hospitals are empty, because they're getting billions of dollars from the federal government. This is why people are being laid off in hospitals. This is not about our health and our safety. In fact, overall health and safety are really seriously declining every day. This is old-fashioned crony capitalism, also known as fascism, being used to create totalitarianism and what used to be a free constitutional republic. Now, he goes on to say something here that I had not thought of, and I want to read it exactly like he says, because this is really well said, and I, don't, I want to give Chuck credit for this because he's a friend of mine. Furthermore, I'm here to tell you that the shadow government picks the president, not the people of the United States, and Donald Trump is their man for 2020. Yep, Trump will win the November election. How do I know this? Because the power elite know that if Biden wins, there will be a monstrous uprising from Christians and conservatives against the forthcoming mandatory corona vaccinations. But with Trump at the helm, they will do what they've been doing for the past four years, and especially for the past six months. Nothing. They will sheepishly submit to the corona vaccination just like they have sheepishly submitted to wearing those stupid masks, social distancing demands, lockdowns, shutdowns, and church closings. So what he's saying is, because Donald Trump has lied and told the Christian community that he's a Christian, but evangelicals in the White House, and he's basically the person who's going to change the country and make American great again, and Q has been used as Operation Mockingbird, psychological, psycho operation by the CIA. Austin covered it earlier in the show. They know they've got the American population like, like hot putty in their hands, and they can do whatever they want to do to screw all of us in aggregate. And the vast majority of the population will sit back and say, Okay, I'll roll up my sleeve. I'll let you shoot whatever you want to shoot into me because it's the Donald. He had a really good speech at the Republican National Convention, and he's here to protect us. And he's making America great again. No, he's not. 
He's a Rothschild cut out. I can't be any more clear than that. He's using Christianity and claiming to be a Christian to control everybody in the country who's an evangelical Christian. He's using Zionism, which is the unprecedented, complete and total support of Israel, regardless of what they do, regardless of what they do that's so prevalent in the Zionist churches now, in the evangelical base that supports Trump because of the Schofield Bible, that when he does all things Israel, everybody bows their knee to say a prayer, God bless Donald Trump, he's supporting Israel. This is where we find ourselves. Well, Israel's shooting Palestinian children for sport. Oh, you can't talk about that. Uh, Israel most likely bombed Lebanon again on the exact location that Benjamin Netanyahu said needed to be bombed and taken out two years ago. No, no, you can't say that. But they routinely bomb Lebanon. They routinely bomb Syria. They spy sorties over these countries all the time and just kill people. No, it's not true. What the heck? Wake up. It is true. Oh, but if we don't want to go there, let's go to the thousand square miles of poppy production in Afghanistan. Let's, let's go there. And the $1.5 trillion worth of heroin. You know, our country won't balance, but won't, won't stop Roundup. They won't stop Paraquat. They won't stop these horrible, horrible chemicals that destroy foliage and destroy plants and get into our aquifer. But yet, you know, we used Agent Orange, which is horrible, and we defoliated Vietnam so we could see troop movement. We did, we did that. Why can't you go in there with your C-130 transport planes at about you know 500 feet and have them rigged with spray nozzles with Paraquat or Roundup and kill all the poppy fields? No! No! You have to understand, the CIA controls drug distribution globally, and it launders the money through the international banking cartels because they understand that you don't because you're a peasant that people are going to be used drug, using drugs anyhow. There's nothing that can be done to stop that. So the drug use has to be managed properly. And if we make some money for our black ops in the process, it's okay because it's for the greater good. Wake up, you sickos that are doing this. It's not for the greater good. Spray the doggone fields with Paraquat or Roundup since you love that chemical, which I hate, and get rid of it. Stop the demand. Well, you won't stop the demand, but these people will stop being junkies, and you'll lower the amount of product out there, and you won't have your black ops funny. But that's not okay. So here we are with a president that's allowed the poppy plantations, <laughs> that's what they are, in Afghanistan to go from 500 square miles to 1,000 square miles under his watch, and heroin addiction is through the roof to the point now that a tweaker runs into somebody's yard and hits a house this morning right down the road from us and is shot because he wants to invade the house wearing his boxer shorts. That's local. Here we are, guys. Again, Sharon's brother, six, seven years ago, died from a heroin overdose. And our government full well knows what it's doing because it is no longer our government. It is no longer a government by the people for the people. We are no longer a constitutional republic. We become an oligarchy controlled by criminal organizations, the Jewish mafia, the Italian mafia, the Russian mafia, all using sex death cults to enslave and to blackmail the high levels of Congress and the Senate to get their work done. 
look at this filthy mess with Liberty University with that filthy, filthy pervert that ran that place, Falwell, and his filthy, filthy pervert wife. Now another student has come out and said that she crawled into his bed while he was spending the night over to their house visiting her son. Yeah, you can read that. I'm not going to post that on our website. And I guarantee you, these two are sexual predators, both of them. Guarantee it. And the sad part about it is they're put in charge of a major Christian university. And now they've resigned, but the damage is done. Here we find ourselves again looking at this cult that runs the planet with their sex death rituals and their perversions. This is who runs the world, guys. And I've talked about it so many times and nobody else wants to talk about it. So I guess I have to keep bringing it up. This is who we're involved with right now. And until we say no, it won't get any better. Don't wear a stinking mask unless you're forced to because you have to go to the Department of Motor Vehicles to get a tag renewed or your license and then can protest the entire time. Don't willingly walk into a restaurant or a place of business that has an option of not allowing you to wear a mask, buy stuff from them, and support them when they're telling you to be a servant, a slave, a peasant. Just say no. Go somewhere else. That's what we do. What do you think, Austin? That's really well said. And I mean, if anybody thinks this is being done for our best interest, all you got to do is look at a track history of what the deep state and alphabet agencies in the U.S. government have done to the American populace. I mean, you can go all the way back. <laughs> so, I mean, you do your own research on that if you want. I mean, I guess, you know, they, the FBI sniper, Lon Harucci and Ruby Ridge, I guess, you know, he shot Randy Weaver's wife, you know, because that was for her protection. You know, I guess they, they burned down the Branch Davidians compound, killing almost all the men, women, and children in the compound. Because, again, you know, that was, that was for their protection, right? You know, they do that for your protection. We're, we're going to kill you to protect you. That's the sick, twisted ideology they continually try to shove down everybody's throats. And then they want us to call their crap caviar. It's disgusting. And this is why people have to start calling it out for what it is. I've said the same thing about the mask now. Pretty much around here now, I've started to realize I've gone pretty much everywhere around Auburn. Now, like, there's very few people wearing masks that I've seen. Now, there may be so I haven't gone to Walmart. I try to actively avoid Walmart. But a lot of people, they've, they've had enough. That I was at the barbershop yesterday getting a fade, and, you know, nobody in there was wearing a mask anymore. They still technically require masks in salons and barbershops. I asked my barber, but I said, man, I said, nobody's wearing masks in here anymore. I said, last couple of weeks, you know, people were still wearing them. He's like, dude, pretty much everybody's realized this entire thing's bullcrap. Like, he's like, it's just, everybody's called it bluff now. This is ridiculous. We all realize we're completely and totally lied to. I said, here's the next question. I said, what are we going to do about it? I said, what do you mean? I said, what are we going to do about it? I said, we're just going to idly ignore it now and say, okay, we're just going to kind of pretend it didn't happen. We're just going to kind of pretend the COVID pandemic didn't happen. Just, whoa, oh, yeah, you know, I remember that time in 2020. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Everybody needs to make a voiceless display of this everywhere you go and make a stand. This is not okay. What they did to us is not okay. What they did to our economy is not okay. You have to at least start being vocal about it. 
This is what people did. I mean, they, there was a doggone uprising in the 90s after what they did to Randy Weaver's family, what they did to Branch Davidians. Now, again, I don't send, send me emails that David Koresh was some great guy. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not implying he was a weirdo, 100% grade A weirdo. Did some weird stuff in that compound. I'm not even going to justify any of that. But did that mean that justified burning down the entire compound or setting up an ATF sting to try to make him – go down so the ATF could justify their own pathetic existence after what they did, that quagmire in Ruby Ridge, that's the whole thing that stemmed back to Waco. ATF wanted to make themselves look like they actually were needed in this country. They're one of the most overfunded, useless, out-of-control rogue agencies in the entire United States of America. But yet, they continue to get billions of dollars every single year to keep doing what they need to do. Oh, that's right. Like, transfer thousands of automatic machines guns and 50 caliber weapons to the Mexican drug cartel and oh whoops we lose them we lost them we don't know where they went <laughs> we'll, we'll find them again or when they go and set up their sting operations and rent out hotels and houses and completely and totally trash the place and then skimp on their bills and leave marijuana plants inside of the house they confiscated after they leave the residence and don't pay their bill oh, yeah, they've done that numerous times same thing the FBI and the ATF did up in Ruby Ridge. Why they are still so actively hated in that portion of the country to this day if you go up there. Because they would literally go into restaurants, run up tabs, and not pay anything. This is what we have when you have government agencies with no oversight, no requirement to do justice, no type of jurisdictional law as far as with U.S. government above them, no accountability to anything they do. When you have a FBI sniper execute a woman, whether they say it was accidental or intentional, I personally think it was intentional. He was a U.S. Army sniper, for goodness sakes. He was an officer in the Army. He was not a skimped shot and shot her right in the face and then you have attorney Barr, William Barr, who's still now again our current attorney general get him off all charges and acquitted for manslaughter and they want to say, oh, trust the player. Barr's going to do something with Trump. Oh, something's going to happen big. No, I'm telling you going to happen big. Nothing's going to continue happening in our favor unless we make it happen in our favor. And we start making such a racket, such a noise, blow the algorithms on social media that they cannot shut us up without completely and totally having to stop what they're doing. And we can do it. We've made a huge difference, us and yours, our listeners. Our listeners have made a huge, tremendous difference in this country. This is why they're having to put all these anti-vaxxer articles out, guys. Newsflash, they're not having to do damage control propaganda because people aren't standing their ground now. People are waking up what's going on, and that's why I've said over and over and over again, the vaccines are going to be the final line in the sand because it doesn't matter. Here's, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if the vaccine, the first roll of vaccines makes you deathly ill and kills you or it doesn't that's not even the context we're talking about right here obviously yes that matters but that's not the main principle this is the principle when somebody comes in and they now say we have a right to hold you down and forcibly inoculate you with a mandatory vaccine or we're going to make your life a living hell and not allow you to travel, buy, sell, move, drive, work, sleep, eat, drink, pretty much anything de facto kill you, so to speak.
somebody says they have the right to do that or they have the right to inject you with a needle with some type of unknown substance, you no longer have any rights whatsoever. You are now what they call a de facto slave. They own you in everything you do, say, think, look at, hear, period. They own you. You are a slave. You no longer have the right to say no. If you do not have the right to say no, if you do not have the right to say maybe, if you do not have the right to ask a question and refuse, you are a slave. And that is the whole point I want to get at people with this. If they try to come down now, which I personally think they're going to do with mandating vaccines, they're going to try to make it so you can't go into stores, you can't go places, you can't eat, you can't basically go shopping. You're going to have to have some type of vaccine pass. There's 330 million people in the United States, guys. News flash: if the large percentage of the United States populace says, no, we're not going to get it, they're not going to stop you from going into stores. They're not going to stop you from going and shopping. They can't even stop 30 or 40 looters from running into Walmart or the mall and ransacking the place and running back out. Now, it's not what I'm saying we do, but what I'm saying is when you have power in numbers, they absolutely nothing they can physically do about it without you consenting to it. That is why you have to make a stand now, guys. You have to understand where your beliefs and where your convictions are and understand how far you're willing to take this to maintain your civil liberties in a constitutional republic. I appreciate all the support. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for basically continuing to get this information out there, forwarding our show. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You can get the show there. Be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. The joint rebuilding formula is on sale right now. I think over 10% off. have a lot of different products on sale and different specials going on right now. Be sure to check out, too, the organic food buckets that are on pre-sale. We have more coming in in the next coming weeks. So be sure if you want to get those on order, we will be fulfilling all orders. We're just getting them as we go. So it's a couple-week delay on everything, but we have them in route. So, again, stay prepared, stay ready all the time. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for everything. I'll talk to you again on the Hagman Show again tonight. Have a blessed, safe weekend, and we'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always.